0: Along with Chris Lee, Dennis Cox with you. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon on nine nine The Fan. Mack Brown, UNC football coach, spoke to the media today. Carolina Hurricanes, potential trade rumors floating around out there. MLB expansion. What do the players want? Why do they want to come to North Carolina, Chris? I don't oh get no, this. That's whack. Chris Paul on the move, but to where? Still a question. But one thing that we do know is... As we get to number five, I got five on it. we know that Wake Forest—that's right, Wake—Rake Rake Forest, Rake Forest, one win away from actually reaching the finals of the College World Series. Chris, three-two comeback win over LSU yesterday. They were down three; they were down two nothing in the top of the third inning. They scored two in the bottom of the sixth, one in the bottom of the eighth, close it out in the top of the ninth, boom. Back-to-back comeback wins in Omaha. Here's the thing I love about this.
1: One, it's North Carolina. It's a North Carolina team. Mm-hmm. But two, Wake Forest has shown you multiple ways that they can win. Yeah. And the fact that they can win in blowouts where they're dominating from the from the first inning, where they can have close games and have the lead, but still, you know sneak out a win and then they've also shown you that they can come from behind and get a win like nothing rattles this team and so far they are undefeated in the ncaa tournament wake forest has a chance to do something huge and become only the third team ever in the acc to win the college world series wake forest was the first in 1955 Mm -hmm. virginia did it in 2015. And now they could become, <laughs> get their second one and be the only ACC
0: team to win it twice. We're not counting the Miami wins because they're in the Big East. That's at the when time they win one. They, they were in the Big East. We're not counting those. So don't tweet at us. Those don't count. They weren't ACC wins. But nevertheless, like you mentioned, Chris, the ability to win multiple ways. They're showing the depth of their pitching staff, especially their starting pitching, Chris. But just this clutch moments, right? Getting game winning runs in the bottom of the eighth inning and then closing things out in the top of the ninth. It's been impressive. They're going to face the winner of tonight's game between LSU and Tennessee. Team they just beat in LSU and Tennessee had to beat Stanford yesterday in order to advance to where they are today. So they get the winner of that game. That team, LSU or Tennessee, whomever wins tonight, has to beat Wake
1: Forest twice in a row. And that ain't happening. It ain't happening. Not with the way Wake Forest is playing. It like happened. First off, it's hard to even see Wake Forest losing once. Twice, though?
0: Twice in a row? Oof. Don't see it. Ain't seen it. But, hey, one-one away is Wake Forest, and they're going to be one of the final teams competing in the College World Series. All right, next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four.
1: Due to Chris Paul. Due to Chris Paul, y'all. What, all right. Chris Paul is part of the trade from the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. uh, going to the Washington Wizards. That trade has not been completed because now the Wizards are looking to get another team involved mm-hmm. to trade Chris Paul away. Why? Well, he's 38 years old, yeah. going to be owed $30 million uh, by June 28th if mm-hmm. nothing is being done between now and then. Well, they're trying to do something. And one of the teams that's rumored to be a part of this that they're having advanced discussions with is it's the L.A. Clippers. This would be a return <coughs> to L.A., excuse me, for Chris Paul, who was there for six or seven seasons. Um, and I will argue to say probably the most important player in Clippers franchise history. I, I don't think that's far to say that because, I mean, if you went to the Clippers before, you were going to purgatory. I saw a clip from Sean Livingston. I think he was on the uh, uh, the Up in Smoke or whatever that's called podcast from um, from Matt Barnes, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking about back in the day, the Clippers didn't even have – when he was drafted to the Clippers, Sean Livingston, um, they didn't even have their own facility for them to practice at. They practiced at a, uh, a local school in L.A. that was close to the hood, and one of their uh, teammates when he was there got his car jacked. Really? In the parking lot. So they had to play – uh, or practice, excuse me, with the door open so they could watch their cars in the back while they were getting ready for NBA games. That's probably one of the reasons why the Clippers weren't any good. Yeah, because you couldn't even focus, and they didn't take showers at the facility because you also didn't share the the locker room with uh, uh, like a community college football team that was also <laughs> there at the same time, right? Yeah. So the Clippers have been purgatory. And then once they got Chris Paul, they started moving further in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Paul, of course, led those teams to the playoffs. They didn't win any NBA championships. They ran into a team called the Warriors. <laughs> Who were pretty good. They're, they're, they were pretty good if you look into it. Um, but chance for Chris Paul to potentially go back, probably as a backup, but at least his expertise and his basketball knowledge uh, is something that the Clippers I'm sure would absolutely love to have back in their fold
0: during his six years from the 2011 2012 season from tw- to, to 2016 2017 those six seasons from age 26 through age 31 he averaged 18.8 points per game and 9.8 assists per game as well along with about four rebounds as well so some of his best years overall in terms of stat wise are right there in LA uh that story you telling telling about the practice facility kind of reminds me of what the Carolina Hurricanes used to have way back in the day. So, I remember Shane Willis told us this story. When the Carolina Hurricanes used to practice at the the Iceplex, mm-hmm. which is right here off Capitol Boulevard, it's where I play hockey. That place. It's an Olympic-sized rink. You play in an NHL-sized rink. An Olympic-sized rink, for those who don't know, is 15 feet wider than an (laughs) NHL rink. You have to skate a lot further. Yeah. It sucks. I like playing on smaller rinks. It's much easier. (laughs) It's much better. But the shower facility, they have some small locker rooms where people can dress down uh, next to the rink. Well, for the players, for the Hurricanes, when they got done with practice, had to go down in those showers— between or after practice to take a shower after practice whereas like the guys who are like about to play like lunchtime pickup hockey are getting (laughs) dressed to get ready to go play lunchtime hockey and the carolina hurricanes players had to go shower in the locker rooms where these guys are getting dressed so that's it's it reminds me of that jack Doe. i don't think so yeah I, i i don't think so but now but those kinds of things like the Carolina Hurricanes have a better facility and all that stuff now with the uh, Invisalign Arena. Stuff is neat. So yeah, that stuff that stuff does matter. So yeah, the LA Clippers for a long time were an irrelevant franchise. Completely irrelevant. Teams or people would buy Clippers season tickets so they could watch the Lakers when the Lakers were the road team. Because you couldn't get Lakers tickets. Because you couldn't get <laughs> Lakers tickets. Exactly. So those are the kinds of things that you had to you had to deal with your Clippers. But that that might be where he goes back. Time will tell. And they've been, ever since he's been there, the
1: Clippers have been relevant. Yeah. Even when he hasn't been there. Chris Paul definitely helped to raise <sighs> uh, the the profile of that franchise. A
0: 38-year-old Chris Paul with a declining Kawhi Leonard and a declining Paul George. I don't know.
1: And a declining Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Westbrook, excuse
0: me. Oh, Russell Westbrook is there. That's yeah. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. just... That would have been a great team in 2016. Let me tell you that right now. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this.
1: One, two, three.
0: So you pointed something out, Chris, to me earlier today. The Athletic had, I guess it was a survey of Major League Baseball players about Potential cities they would like to see either relocation or expansion to, and Raleigh. What, Raleigh wasn't on the list.
1: So there's an anonymous MLB player poll. 100 votes were counted in this. What is the okay. best potential expansion city? Is a question that uh, the Athletic conducted, and that's the uh, that's the question that they asked these players in this anonymous poll. 69 percent of the players, which means 69 of the 100, nice, voted for Nashville. Oh, okay, 10 percent. Voted for Montreal, 5% voted for Charlotte, 5% for Austin, 4 for Portland, 2 for Vancouver, 2 for Salt Lake City. So and so, so I Canadian retweeted this and was like, what about Raleigh? What's going on with this? And um, it's definitely been uh, some people have been talking about that. In my mentions, of course, uh, the guy who runs MLB Raleigh has been in there giving facts about why he thinks Raleigh is – is one of the best markets for it. Um, so if you want to go to my Twitter at Chris Lee TV, you can read what MLB Raleigh was saying about that. Um, but, yeah, it's um, that's very interesting to think about that. But if Nashville is up there, here's another thing, though, Dennis. Mm-hmm. They, they just – the Nashville area just approved uh, $1.2 billion to go towards a new stadium for the Titans. Is that area going to be able to handle another $1 to $2 billion of public money? for another stadium hmm. to be built for an MLB expansion team. And just to, just so people know, yeah. right, because a lot of people don't realize this, the Nashville market, we're talking about just market, the Nashville and the surrounding areas. If we're talking about TV markets. Nashville market is number 29, ranked number 29 in the nation. The Raleigh market is ranked number 24 in the nation. So, this area is bigger than what people realize. And some people feel like just because it's North Carolina, it's Raleigh, oh, it's not going to be very, you know, sexy. You know, Charlotte's so much better. Yeah, Charlotte's 21. Raleigh's 24. Yeah. And and steadily growing. Now, Charlotte's steady, steadily growing as well. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte, I mean, sorry, excuse me, Raleigh just a few years ago was like in the 30s as far as TV markets and has jumped ahead to get three within three market sizes of charlotte yeah so it's possible and it's possible that raleigh could possibly pass charlotte
0: it is definitely true but when it comes to these things not only is it you talking about public funds tax revenue all that kind of stuff but number of fortune 500 companies is a massive thing because you have to have the corporate sponsorship yeah. to back these teams up now here's something that nashville has that raleigh doesn't quite have nashville's got that tourism man People are coming in and out of Nashville a lot. That's so true. they the, the in terms of Very market true. size, yes, Nashville in terms of population that lives in that area might be slightly smaller than what Raleigh has to offer right now, but, but the amount of people, people will want are to go constantly to Nashville to in go see there. A game. Yeah. So yeah, when you're just in Nashville, like, oh, we're in Nashville for a weekend, oh, I can go watch a major league baseball game. Yeah. That's another added attraction on top of everything else that's there. That's the reason why I can see Nashville for sure.
1: Here's, And I'm I'm not arguing against Nashville at all, but I'm just wondering why, you know, Raleigh isn't being considered or or Charlotte isn't getting more love in this Mm -hmm. because I think North Carolina would be able to um, support an MLB team very much so. I mean, this place is growing between Raleigh and Charlotte, always on top ten lists of fastest growing cities or different things when it comes down to uh, bigger populations. Yeah. Uh, companies moving there charlotte raleigh always making top tens along with orlando florida tampa florida miami florida so you need to think about those these two markets as potential landing spots you brought up the fortune 500 companies Mm -hmm. we have uh apple that's coming here yeah google's going to be expanding vinfast uh that's coming to chatham county um where they're making their electric vehicles Uh, You're going to have a Toyota plant, not here in in the Triangle area, but it's going to be closer towards the Triad area in Randolph County, which, you know, take Highway 64. That's a nice out, just maybe an hour or less drive to get over here. So um, I I think that definitely in a few years, maybe not right now, maybe not as where we stand in 2023, give it three, four, five years, Raleigh may be able to handle a big-time MLB team.
0: I I don't see it happening in the next 10. It may not, but I'm saying it'll be able to. For sure. It'll be able to handle it. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. Speaking of pro teams here in the state of North Carolina, Chris. Yeah. Carolina Hurricanes might be wheeling and dealing here soon.
1: Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. um, We were reading uh, an
0: an article here. Yes, Greg Wachincy of ESPN put out some. Potential big time scenarios that could happen in regards to the offseason here in the NHL, including some big big name players that might be on the move, including a couple of high high-end goaltenders. UC Saros of Nashville, who's been a Vesno trophy finalist. I think he may actually won it, might win it this year. Uh I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's been a Vesna trophy finalist. And Connor Halibuck, one of the top goaltenders in the NHL, as well, currently plays for the Winnipeg Jets. Hallibuck's in the final year of his contract. He's 30 years old. Probably going to want a long term extension. Is Winnipeg willing to do that? Well, Carolina hasn't had the quote unquote high end goaltender despite their goals against being one of the best in the NHL consistently over the last five years. Do they go make a play for a high end goaltender to pair with Piotr Krachekov? And that's something that I think would be uh, very beneficial for the
1: Carolina Hurricanes if they were to end up doing that. And I know that they're going to fill in some holes. There's different things you, different holes you got to fill in. Uh, outside a goalie. But if the team was the exact same, if you have this exact same team come back next year, but somebody like a Holabuck, somebody like a UC Soros, mm-hmm. you don't think that's a Stanley Cup winning team? Potentially. Especially, especially if, if health is, is you know, uh, on an up and up and and you have that brick wall that's right there in front of the goal. If the, if the Hurricanes had a brick wall against the uh, Florida Panthers, we're probably talking about a very, very different series.
0: I also say if they had a high-end goal scorer, you also look at it's a very, true. very different series. Very this is something that Carolina lacks as a as a, as goal scorer. Something Dom Waddell it did say in his in his press conference at the end of the season, that they want to look to get a little heavier up front as well. They want some bigger bodies that can be in front of the net and play into the corners as well. So that's something that I'd say was probably more of a priority is the goal scoring. Because like I said... Even with guys like Freddie Anderson, played great this playoffs. But with him, Rata, Alex Nedeljkovic, Peter Morazic, Curtis McElhaney, Al, yeah, Alex Nedeljkovic, like all those guys, James Reimer have played along with Piotr Kuchekov, have played significant number of games and goal for the last five seasons for the Carolina Hurricanes, a significant number of games. But it's all about the defense in front that makes the difference. They make those. They can make above-average goaltending look great. Yeah. But, yeah, imagine if you had that top-end guy. But maybe they don't need that top-end guy. I think they'd still need to find a guy who could be a high-end scorer. Canes haven't had a 100-point score since 05-06 season. That was Eric Stahl. But you know what, though? Like you said, maybe
1: they don't need it. But be nice. like, like the Phoenix Suns, they didn't need extra scoring. They went out and got Bradley Bill anyway. Sometimes you may not need something. But if that's the one thing that's going to take you over the top, and well, and the number you want to make sure you hit this window to get yeah. it, you get yourself a championship. I mean, the window is always
0: closing. The, yeah, the window's, windows right now for Carolina always closing. Windows right now. For now Kansas.
1: it's now they have they have some time. I don't think they have to do it this upcoming season, yeah. but
0: within the next couple seasons, two or three seasons, you got to get it done. They have a lot of guys, seven of their forwards and two of their defensemen right now. Actually, three defensemen are in the final year of their contracts. So, yeah, now might be the window yeah. to do it. All right, let's get to our top story. I, I, and, and Number one. Mac Brown, we got a chance to hear
1: from him today. Of course, he's the head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels football team. I was going to call it the men's football team as if there's not a – no, there's another football team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, there was a lot to talk about there with Mac Brown. Um, and one of the things I thought was very interesting was uh, him talking about Drake May. Of course, his quarterback, Drake May from Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, considered the second best quarterback right now. Probably going to be the second quarterback taken in the NFL draft, especially if he continues to have uh, a stellar year uh, in the 2023 season as he had in the 2022 season. After that stellar year in 2022, Lots of teams, according to Mac Brown, were hitting up Drake May. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone, hit him up (laughs) in a DM, all that. Like, hey, why don't you come over here? We got some NIL money for you. And Mac Brown said he was proud of Drake May for how he handled all that.
0: He's handled uh, NIL so well. He handled the talk about transferring uh, like an adult with me. Um, I went to Pennsylvania with him for the Freshman of the Year Award the Sean Alexander Award, and he was so humble and so nice. And then when he got down, he said, did I tell everybody thank you or did I mess anything up? Um, and, and I look out the window the other day, and he's out there with offensive linemen, and they're shooting a, um, a video for something uh, because he's worried about the other kids not having as good an NIL situation as quarterbacks do. And, and then I look up, and he's got uh, a, a seafood... NIL deal for all the receivers. Uh, that's just who he is. He's, he's worried about everybody else.
1: Which is big time for, mm-hmm. for him and it's big time for North Carolina as they're looking to take a step up this season. Um, you know, the last few seasons, we could say, has probably ended in disappointment for the Carolina Tar Heels. Um, of course, you remember that season, what was the 2021 season where they started off top 10? In uh, the nation oh, yeah. definitely didn't live up to those expectations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Then last year didn't have as many expectations. We're able to play past that, and people started having bigger expectations for them. And then they lose every game at the end of the season, I think the last three or four games at the end of last season. So it did, it, that kind of ended in disappointment. Will 2023 be the year that they finally put everything together? They do have a new offensive coordinator who can yeah. work with Drake May to make things better for him with that.
0: Yeah, Chip Lindsey coming in, someone who's worked with guys who've gone on to the NFL, and I think as well just going to improve their running game because I saw their running game last season was kind of non-existent for a while, and it, it was a lot of issues up front with their offensive line. So a lot was asked of a freshman quarterback in Drake May. And I thought he overall handled it pretty well. Speaking Drake of, May's been a pro. I yes, <laughs> he is, pro. and I, it it can't be understated. This is something Mac Brown brought up as well is that. It can't be understated how Sam Howe was there during Drake May's first year at UNC, the redshirt freshman year in 2021. And now Sam Howe going to the NFL, fifth-round draft pick, fell in the draft below expectation, at least going into that season. Different story. But nonetheless, the two of them still stay in touch. Yeah. So all the things that Sam Howe has learned in the NFL – He's teaching to Drake May. At least they're communicating. They're going over those things. He's like, hey, you know what? Here's something that now I know in the NFL that I wish I knew when I was in your shoes yeah. as a third-year guy in yeah. college. I can tell you these things, not just what's happening on the field, but how to handle some things off the field as well. So that relationship between the two of those, it's an, it's intangible, but it definitely is significant. You know what I think is
1: interesting, too? Uh, one of the things that Mac Brown said, and he's he's an older guy, uh, but he said today also, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. going to be here. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that that's big when it comes down to you're going to have, of course, Matt, uh, uh, Sam Howell, excuse me, he's going to uh, start for the Washington Commanders this year. Drake May is should be chosen high in the draft. So now you're going to start having – um, a role of, of great quarterbacks mm-hmm. now with Carolina now getting success on the NFL level, even if these two don't end up being uh, great, you know, all-time NFL quarterbacks, right? The fact that one is potentially going to get drafted high, the one, the fact that one after one season uh, in the NFL is going to already become a starter in the NFL, Yeah, that means more quarterbacks are going to start coming here, and especially if Mac Brown's saying, hey, I'm going to be here People gonna look at him as like maybe the next quarterback guru, and that's gonna be good for North Carolina. Yeah, especially if you're continuing to get that big high end talent uh, who has a excuse me has a a big arm who can make the great decisions, who's accurate, man. That role that NC State was on for a while, yeah. that could be North Carolina coming up soon, which is going to be nothing but good for their football team in its future.
0: Yeah, NC State had that role where it was Phillip Rivers, the Russell Wilson eventually came after that, that was right into Mike Lennon, right into Jacoby Brissett, yeah. Ryan Finley not far after that. I mean, Devin Leary might find himself in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I know he's with Kentucky, but I mean, Russell Wilson finished his career at Wisconsin, so no, no, nothing dissimilar in that regard. But... If Sam Howell has success with the Commanders this year as a starting quarterback and Drake May gets drafted high, yeah, I could see that as a potential thing. Again, it's something to sell to recruits. That's always the big selling point. Like, hey, you're a top-end quarterback. We know about top-end quarterbacks. They have success here as well.